0: Hey, welcome to First Ascent Podcast, a conversation about climbing. I'm Jay.
1: I'm Lee. You might think we'd have
0: this dialed by now, but we're always refining the beta. I think that's what keeps it exciting for me, because each episode still feels like a go-for-broke on-site attempt.
1: Join us regularly to see if we send it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> lion face. Ah, lemon face. Unique Ooh. New York. Unique, Unique New York. New York, yeah. The arsonist no. has oddly shaped feet. <laughs> you caught us doing our warm-ups. How's it going, guys? <laughs> hey Lee, it's going well. How are you? Doing really well. Feeling a little sore from climbing yesterday, which is always a good feeling as long as it's the right kind of sore. Unfortunately, I hear that you're not sore from climbing yesterday. I climbed in the
0: gym yesterday, so I'm just sort of yeah. It's baseline.
1: You're sore on the inside. You're
0: like <laughs> I am. My soul is sore. Yeah. You know, it's not sore is our Patreon membership.
1: No, I hear they're actually doing just fine.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They are happy that they subscribed and you can too for the low, low price of five, seven or ten dollars a month. You can support podcasts like ours. Like ours, exactly like ours, actually, <laughs> literally ours. <laughs> Go to Patreon dot com, search First Ascent Podcast, and hey, there we are. Sign up, click, click to subscribe today. Just how easy is it, Jay? It is so easily. I'm,
1: it's so fling and flang and easy. Do you think that it's so easy that if you just kind of leave your phone laying around, like your your child uh, might pick up your phone and accidentally become a Patreon member? <laughs> I'm sure I
0: don't know. That's a very weird scenario, but sure. You know what? When you see us at at the crag, just give us your phone. We'll sign up for you.
1: Yeah, totally. And just don't be surprised if also we go into your Venmo and maybe like, you know, take a little extra (laughs) off the top.
2: (laughs) Uh,
0: Oh, man, that's funny because it's illegal. (laughs) It is, right? Well, we have a... A really exciting episode today, and I want to get right to
1: it because I think it's going to take all of our time, if not more. Yeah, it's one of those ones where it's like, we're like, yeah, this will probably fill a half hour, and then it's like a three three episodes, yeah. <laughs> I was talking to somebody, and he was like, I really liked how you like ranked
0: things in New Hampshire, and so then I was thinking, you know what, Lee? We should do our annual Best of New Hampshire Award episode, a.k.a. The Superlatives. The superlatives, these are the best of New Hampshire. And it's just New Hampshire. Like, it's not New York.
1: It's not Vermont. This isn't in direct response to the request for more Connecticut content. So we're not, this isn't an attack on you, but we are from New Hampshire. And think about it, like in New England, if you're from Maine, Vermont, Massachusetts, Connecticut, Rhode Island, you're still associating climbing with New Hampshire. I mean, we're, we're the epicenter. We are the granite state. We are the state with the highest mountains. We are the state with the best climbing. Yep, It's not up to debate. Right. So Jay gave me homework. Uh, I was doing other, other work. I can't call it a day job because it happens at night, but I was doing my night job last night and he sent me this list of superlatives for me to vote on and i've added a couple on another list that i might you know throw in here and there just to just to throw a curveball at them i wanted to come up with 20 categories oh and
0: even that's a lot but 20 categories and then Lee with a couple extra
1: because he's so extra well Um, here's the thing (laughs) jay stepped up with a very un likely amount of preparation and organization this time i have no idea what he's on but it's good like he's like yeah i just sent you a list uh you know like because you know i know how you love lists and then i look at it and it's like it's like a spreadsheet with like this is lee's column here lee fills in this part and i'm just like jesus who is this guy well, I'm I'm tipping my hat to organization. It's like when the Rolling Stones did like a
0: country song. Okay. They were like tipping their hat to country. I can, you know, I can do that. I can tip my hat to your learning style and your lifestyle. I can, I can tip my hat to that.
1: You also seem like particularly energetic this morning. I like it. You're riding high right now. We've had a few episodes where it's at night and my
0: my energy level just decreases during the day. So I've had like a pot of coffee.
1: I'm like ready to go. Not a cup, a pot. (laughs) Drinking right out of the pot. And I'm currently sipping on my decaf because this is all natural, baby. Wow. You know what? I've never had decaf coffee. It's really a theoretical substance. It's like dehydrated water. Like what the hell is it? Right now, you guys are all looking at your your radios or your earpods or whatever and saying, and they wonder why this list takes so long. <laughs> <laughs> well, OK, so without further ado, smartass, let's get to
0: it. OK, so the first one is the best boulder problem in New Hampshire. Lee, would you like to go first?
1: Sure. I picked my best is my favorite boulder problem I've ever done, and that is Overlooked at Pawtuckaway. And I don't know, I'm sure Jay would probably go, oh, well, that makes sense. There's a bat hang and a knee bar and a finger lock and like there's all this weird shit on it. If you haven't done it, it's a V4, starts in some pockets in a roof, you throw to an aret kind of thing, like a hanging aret, turn upside down, bat hang, heel toe cam. I mean, it's like it's got all the tricks and and bells and whistles and just love it to death. Oh, and it sits right next to a beautiful marsh where the birds are flying around and everything. It's not to be missed. So my vote is Overlooked. It's definitely a grab bag of techniques, bouldering techniques. You mentioned
0: it at the end. And if you didn't, I was going to highlight it. The location of Overlooked is a really, really good spot because Potuckaway kind of has in places a claustrophobic feeling to me. But overlooked being right on the edge of the pond
1: slash marsh slash cesspool. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really nice location. I didn't mention that that's one of the many places that the many insects breed <laughs> that you have to run from. <laughs> <It's> but
0: <laughs>
1: have you ever swam, swum, swim in that lake right there? That's a marsh. You don't swim in the marsh. I don't know that anybody's ever swam, swum, swim there. But over at Round Pond, yeah, I've swum. Oh, s- sure. Swimed, yeah. Swam. Which, you know what? Like
0: the Round Pond boulders, they're not like at Round Pond. They're not in Round Pond, but like. if no, you No, but like you picture like on the shore of the pond, but they're not. They're kind of set away from the pond. I remember when I was looking for them the first time I was like, here's Round Pond. Where are the boulders?
1: Oh, OK. Gotcha. Yeah. No, I mean, like. They're pond adjacent, we'll say. Pond
0: adjacent. Okay. Yeah. So my best boulder problem in New Hampshire is the big short at the Yellow Jacket boulders. This is a highball V5-ish with hard moves at the start and then hard moves at the in the middle and then a very hair-raising top out where you're 20 plus feet
1: above the ground. If you don't have the mental fortitude, the metal so to speak that my co-host here has. This is one of the premier top rope routes in New Hampshire. <laughs> it's it's formidable. I I tend to like to climb Jay's routes and then kind of, you know, tell him, yeah, it's all right. And this one I'm just like I'm sure it's great, man. I haven't haven't touched it because yeah, I don't want to drag crash pads all the way up there, but more than anything, I don't want to risk falling from whatever twenty something feet up. And so uh yeah, it's it's beautiful. It's high ball. It's what a lot of people look for in a boulder problem.
0: I know I probably get some points deducted for putting a like one of my first ascents is the best of, but... But it's not the last time on this list. <laughs> <laughs> Lee has read ahead. It's just, it's exactly what bouldering should be to me, where you get air under your feet, you know, there's a, maybe a little bit of flutteriness to it, but you also have some hard moves on it, some cool holds, in a gorgeous, like, stand of old growth pines, where it's shady in the in the summer, and it tends to be kind of cool. There's a stream right there. The whole scenario is awesome.
1: Yeah. I mean, I hate to toot your horn too you know, loudly, but I mean, honestly, I had when I was running through my list, I had considered, though it's not what everybody thinks of as the perfect boulder problem. I considered We Who Wander, which is also one of your discoveries. Look at oh, you should have seen the look on his face. He's like, yeah, yeah, that was, hey, that, hey. was that was the the honorable mention was yeah. We Who Wander over at welchindiki Another one of my FAs. Yeah. So anyway, I'm I'm glad to have made Jay puff up a little bit when he uh, when he heard me say that. But I had somebody say like that they didn't like the idea that that was you know so like low to the ground, and I'm like. If you can do 30 feet of really fun rock climbing and never risk breaking an ankle, like I consider that a plus, you know, like I love it. It doesn't feel like a traverse either because it's sort of like a
0: rising right to left route. So like the ground sort of
1: parallels the right to left rising nature of that route. Yeah, you definitely know that you're moving to the side, but you do make upward progress as you go. Yeah. So I think that one. Like more often I look at something being a really tall boulder problem as sort of a point against it rather than for it. I just I'm getting more risk averse in that way. So the fact that We Who Wander is long but not dangerous, like to me is like, oh that's that's rad. So Jay, there you go. There's a little little feather in your cap. Two feathers. No, I gave you one. You you, you stole stole the other one. Best trad pitch in New Hampshire. I'm going to make you go first on this one. Duet direct on Cannon Cliff. Now, on your side of the spreadsheet, can you see what I wrote in? Yeah, I don't know. I'm not familiar with this route called Yes True. Right. So I read Jay's duet direct and I just went,
0: yep. It is the best trad pitch in New Hampshire. And there are other categories coming up that are like, you know, more specific. But in terms of just all gear, you have to be a good trad climber to climb it. You have to know your shit. It's engaging and and just the right level of difficulty. There's nothing better.
1: It's not way up there. You're not, you know, like questing. But it's it's not the first pitch on the route. You have this beautiful alpine view. It's yeah, it's it's everything. And it's surprisingly steep for Cannon Cliff. Something
0: about how that pillar that you're you're climbing the left side of this pillar feature, and something about how it formed, it it feels a lot steeper than like the generally like
1: 80 five degree slab of cannon cliff and like with so many routes you look up it and it's kind of foreshortened and you're like all right all right i got that's no big deal and you get like halfway up and you're like uh this is where i was kind of planning on being done uh i use some knee bars like finger jams hand jams smearing stemming uh good gear because it's long you do have to conserve certain gear I, i enjoy that game of like managing my rack and all that so yeah okay we're we're in agreement on that and i'm not sure we're
0: oh we're in agreement on a few others i see uh so best multi-pitch climb in new hampshire and i think it's got to be more than two pitches okay i think two pitches like there are a lot of like kind of two pitch climbs and duet direct isn't really a multi-pitch it's it's a the second pitch of a a feature so i think it's got to be over two
1: yeah within this category like Usually, like, it wouldn't be the best for that category unless, you know, you, you get to travel some some pitches there, you know? Yeah.
0: So you're definitely, like, using multi-pitch tactics. You're getting high off the ground. It's an undertaking. Just by virtue of that, it sort of knocks out a lot of cliffs. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there are only a few cliffs where the, these, you know, best of could reside.
1: So, Lee, what do you have? I went with Moby Grape. Not sure if you heard of it.
0: Oh, that's the one where you had your best climbing day ever because somebody took your picture on it. Yeah. Well, you know what? It's it's a safe choice. In terms of length and complexity and just sort of classic pitches, they're they're really like it's awesome. It is. It's one of the best multi-pitch 5.8s in the country, no doubt. Absolutely. I wanted to go a little different on this because we do give Moby Grape a lot of love, but What we haven't really talked about much on this podcast is the Prow at Cathedral Ledge, and I think that is the best multi pitch in New Hampshire.
1: And I've got some shade. I've got some shade for you on this one because one of us has sent this route. uh, I've not flashed this route, and the other one can't even flashed it. Yeah, you can't even be bothered to send it. I haven't fully (laughs) sent it.
0: It's always been wet in some sections and that's, you know, it's very New Hampshire where you, you have to get it in the right conditions because oftentimes like what the third, fourth pitch, uh, start is wet. And yeah, so I have all kinds of excuses as to why I haven't, I I forget, I forget
1: which pitch it was. I was too busy sending
0: no, (laughs) (laughs) in terms of the pitches themselves. Each one is really, really classic, but you put them all together. You're climbing up this amazing you know, I don't know, what do you call it? A prow um, <laughs> of Cathedral Ledge. And you top out at like this, the overlook and all of
1: the tourists like clap. Yeah. You know, but the uh, the life hack is you just walk around from the overlook. You go around to the ledge at the top of Recompense, cut in to like the last, you know, 40, 50 feet of the prow and top it out, and they give you the same standing ovation. <laughs> they have no idea that you only climbed like you know a little bit of five ten. So, I have a story
0: where like it must have been early two thousands. It's before I moved to New Hampshire. I was on a on a road trip and, and climbing out here, and uh, my buddy Jan and I did the prow. Not we didn't free, totally free it. We probably did some French free on it. We topped out. The tourists clapped, and then so there's the fence, right and I was like, okay, I'm going to like hop over the fence because they think <laughs> I'm super cool. So I went to hop over the fence. I caught my toe as I was going over the fence and I totally <laughs> ate shit in front of these tourists. And they were like, if you've ever seen a look of like, could I rescind my clapping? Like that's what the look was yeah. from the tourists. Like why did I waste my time clapping for this guy? Because he's so lame. They
1: took it back. That's, that's hilarious. Is this like, you know, a reoccurring theme in your life (laughs) it actually is doing something really cool and then doing something
0: really dumb like that that is very much a theme in my life
1: so you could you could just say that you uh you seek balance right balance is thrust upon me yeah (laughs) (laughs) i don't seek it nobody wants you to get too ahead of yourself yeah, the, the universe doesn't want me to get too ahead of myself. Which is how I got my job here.
0: <laughs> Next category, best face climb in New Hampshire. And this, there are so many face climbs in New
1: Hampshire. So many. And this is one of Jay's other self-indulgent ones. But I mean, you know, when you love a root, you love a root. So tell us, Jay, what's the best face climb in all of New Hampshire? <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is, you know, it's going to sound like it's...
0: Sort of tooting my own horn, but it's more of a cop out than anything because Uh, I just couldn't because there's so many and I like I couldn't choose one, so I was just like Golden Stripe at Merriam Woods Russell Craig. It's an amazing five eleven face with really cool moves up a beautiful Golden Stripe, hence the name. And I think people love it. And I was just you know honored to be able to be the one to put the bolts in first. That's yeah, it.
1: totally. I was just gonna say, yeah, whoever like spotted that and called it first, like, must have a real eye, you know. <laughs> it's so good that it's worth ruining a friendship over. <laughs> yeah, good attempt. You can't get rid of me that easy. So, like you said, there are too many to pick, and you know, face climbing is one of my you know favorite styles of climbing. It's just you know the dance over the wall. So. I also kind of just was like, all right, well, I'll just pick one, and I, I put a little asterisk next to it because my pick was camber at cathedral, and the little asterisk is like, we just want to go on record that I'm I'm not saying the way that it's protected is awesome because you have to like solo some five eight to get started, but it, I did it on on a top rope this. Summer and just being able to flow through it and not dick around with gear being like like the bolts being way off to the side and having to wander around to find, you know, the right protection and the in the line, whatever. It's just this great face climbing on crimps into a corner. You kind of pull through the corner and then you have another bit of face climbing and doing it all as one pitch as a as a top rope. like I just kind of ran up the whole thing. It it just it flows beautifully and it's on impeccable rock and it's in a beautiful spot. So there you go. So the asterisk is because it was it's like bolted stupid. Yeah, the asterisk is because we've talked about it numerous times. And considering we talked about how much we didn't like the way it was protected or not, like I figured that would come up like, wait, you said that thing was, you know, whatever. And like the climbing is absolutely not to be missed.
0: Is it a face climb though? Because the crux is a
1: corner. I mean, the vast majority of the route is a face, so yeah, it's a face climb. I don't know. We'll have to we'll have to send that back to the judges. Okay. Uh, do you want to put some of our staff on it to maybe go out <laughs> and do a trip, and to
0: to find out whether Camber really is a face climb or is it a corner climb? Yep. Okay. <laughs> That i mean okay
1: slab. so hang on hang on. it's a 200 foot long route and it has a f- maybe 10 foot corner that's that's all i'm saying which also happens to be the crux yeah totally but who really judges a route by its crux i w- later on here we have best crux
0: like, <laughs> 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 wait are you are you including reverse camber in that as well i don't know the difference Uh, reverse camber would be like the second pitch up the slab with the, um, the drilled pitons. Yeah. I was just joking.
1: I just wrote a guide to, to cathedral. I know what reverse camber is. (laughs) I'm not assuming that, you know, (laughs) yeah, I mean, that's the way everybody does it. So I, I think it's kind of weird to call that different. That's the way people do camber. That's the way I describe it in the book and I kind of, or in the, um, app and I, kind of make reference to the reverse nature of it. But like, yeah, that's what I mean is you go up and then through the drilled pitons and and all that, because I mean, like that's, that's (laughs) That's the line, you know, but slabs are faces. As long as there are features, it's like, it's, it's a gray area. And at this point, I think we have more fun things on this list to talk about than the details of this, uh, of this definition. All right. Well, we'll move on then to
0: best slab. And like I wrote this down, I was like, Lee's going to have 72 options on this thing. Like he remembers all the slabs he's done. Like they're going to half of them are going to be at the slab lands, which is his area up at the, you know, up at Yellow Jacket. It was it was hard not to use one of them. And I'm like, I don't really remember many of the slabs. I do. I kind of block them out of my memory. But I, you know what, Lee? I'm proud of you for not choosing Future Shock. Okay. Because so many people are like, have you done Future Shock? I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not interested in extreme walking because that's what that is. Yeah. It's a, like a, a dike that's angling and your feet stay on the on the dike and you just sort of like walk across the dike.
1: It's extreme walking. And your feet stay on the dike is, you know, that's generous. They might. <laughs> it's it's so polished. If you send your feet stay stayed on the dike. I really do like that walk. I, I think it's a great walk, but... Uh, no, it's not. It's it's not my my pick for the best. Um, I think when I first did it, I feel like it had a little bit more grit. It's been a long time. Uh, I had a little more grit back then, too. But anyway. And yeah, it just keeps getting more and more slippery. And that, you know, that takes a star. Yeah, it's got a, like a following.
0: It's kind of strange. It's that white horse and. Blah blah blah. <laughs> blah so blah, your, blah. <laughs> your route, I you know what I I should have chosen something on this wall, but I've actually
1: never climbed on this wall, so um, I'm really interested to hear more about your route. Okay, so uh, I went with, and again, like Jay said, there are too many to pick from because slabs are freaking awesome. But I went with brain cramp up at the ocean at Dicky Ledge, and this cliff is. So stacked with hard and enjoyable, if you're into that sort of thing, slab and friction climbing. So Brain Cramp is, uh, it's like a 11 plus-ish, uh, 11 CD route. It's about 120 feet long. And it was bolted by, well, and climbed by Tom Bowker. And I had the honor of getting on it for my onsite site with him on belay. And I mean, this is like one of my favorite, you know, in some category, one of my favorite climbing experiences. We were heading up there. I had never met Tom. I was writing the gunks app for, for Dickie. And I wanted to talk to him about some of the old, you know, some of the old routes, make sure I had some information, right. And basically pay homage to him for, you know, being the godfather of the area. So I met him in the parking lot. He gets out of the car and like, I don't know. He, he's just, he's a really fun, really fun character. We're, we're hiking up there. He's kind of like chain smoking cigarettes on the way up and like the dude can hike, the dude can climb and the dude can smoke cigarettes. I don't know if he still does, but anyway, so we're going through, we're, we're climbing some stuff and he goes, yeah, well, how about this one? Kind of like, you know, take that. And I'm like, oh, I haven't been on this one. I've been waiting for an onsite attempt. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd give it a go. So he's, you know, I, I'm, I'm pulling the opening moves right off the ground and there's like smoke wafting up into my face and I'm like coughing a little bit as I, as I start <laughs> up and I pull through the first bit and then clip a bolt and then pull through another bit and clip a bolt. And it's really like you get these delicate, you know how sometimes on a slab, getting a rest is almost not helpful because you just have to think about all you've already done. And the fact that you have all this insecure climbing coming, it's like that the whole way. And I think that might be one of the reasons why it's called brain cramp. You're constantly having to solve puzzles. And I just tic-tac my way up and I get to the last crux and I just see him like staring up. And this is like one of his best ascents, you know, and I go up and I, I line it up, make this. Big lunging move, like I you know sussed out a bunch of stuff, lunge for this hold, stick the move, and i and I right as my hand grabs and he realizes i I'm through the hard part, he just goes, Fuck you <laughs> wow, <laughs> and I kind of went, thanks <laughs> and then continued up, there's a little bit of easy like lay back crack climbing at the top, go to the top, come back down, and he's just like, Oh, yeah sorry about the fuck you there. Uh, I just, you know, that was a hard route for me. And I kind of went, that was a hard route for me too. And and I, you know, like that was a great compliment for you to, <laughs> for you to say that. Cause so then, anyway, I just enjoyed that whole, the whole thing, you know, and I had a blast climbing with Tom. He's a great dude. He's done great things up in Waterville. And uh, he's kind of where, you know, where we are uh, up there kind of taking over the lead as far as developing stuff up there. He's our forefather. So, you know, I appreciate Chances it. Chances are he's been there first. Oh, right? absolutely. So, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: totally. Well, I chose Ego Trip. At Cathedral
1: Ledge. You usually do. No, I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> I'll mention that after your 20-minute long conversation about your send of your slab climb. Jay,
1: you're mistaken. The, that wasn't a conversation. A conversation when people go back and forth. <laughs> I was telling you a story. You're told. Tw- and oh. and during, hang on, during your, the story, I watched your eyes go blank and I realized he's cruising the internet right now. He's not listening to me at all. And then the punch, that's why there was a delay in the punchline when, when I say, fuck you, he kind of like goes, he came out of this hole. Like he kind of pulls his head out. You can hear the plunger noise. And then he saw that I was laughing. So he goes, Oh, (laughs) (laughs) well, I was Um, researching on Mountain Project this root ego trip because because I was still talking,
0: (laughs) he was just going on and on and on. And I'm surprised I chose this one. I don't know, like, that's just what I happened to write here at the time when I was filling it out. And I like, I remember it being so it's an 11C at uh, the lower left wall slash ventilator slabs area. And it is just right of ventilator, which is like the worst slab in New Hampshire because it was bolted kind of in a dangerous way on rappel, which that's a whole different conversation. But I mean, I thought this was engaging. I thought that, I mean, it's named Ego Trip because it's like very well bolted, I guess. But even you know, by the standards of when it was put up, which was probably in the eighties or nineties by today's standards, it's definitely still, you know, (laughs) a little run out. It's not as run out as like some of the others, like one hit to the body, which is like uh, off to the right of that, which is terrifying. So yeah, it would still scare your average rumney climber for sure. Definitely. And it, and it scared me, but it didn't scare me in such a way that I was like freaked out. It was like, you know what, this is the, like the right level of run out where I'm not, I don't feel like I'm going to get hurt, but I'm definitely paying attention. Yep. So I thought that was great. It was a way to climb a pretty hard slab in a pretty hard slab climbing area without fearing for my safety. Yeah. But like, I don't know. I mean, best slab in New Hampshire.
1: Well, here's the thing, right? Slab. A a good slab is almost like defined by its lack of uh, features, right? Like (laughs) like the fact that there's not much to it is what makes it a good slab, sort of. And
0: there there are far more qualified people to answer this question than than
1: I. There are people for whom slab climbing is like the thing. However, so, myself being a little bit closer to that, right? I've never sent Ego Trip. I one hung it and I've been meaning to get back to it. I'm seeing on Cathedral that I didn't tick it, so I probably
0: didn't send it either. Ah, uh, okay. So, you know, maybe lateral thinking might be the best slab in New Hampshire. It's pretty rad. 512 slab over at the yellow jacket crag put up by yours truly which you know what like you actually that was like one of the first routes that you like complimented me on because like a lot of routes i put up you're like yeah yeah i looked at that i decided not to bolt it you know <laughs> <laughs> but this was one we were like good job like it's way better than i thought
1: and it's like you know very engaging wow. good work i was like oh thanks lee and it's nice to hear just, it's, it's helpful to hear just how much I have to like layer it on in order for you to actually hear the compliment. Cause those roots that you weren't taking compliments on, I was probably telling you that they were really good, but like, I mean, I really got to lay it on thick in order for you to be like, all right, all right. That was, that was good enough. Am I good enough? Lee? Am I good enough? (laughs) Is this good enough for you? You got to break over like a lot of like stuff. Yeah, Shit. yeah. You got to get through got to get through some some layers. Anyway, yeah, I I agree. It's that's a that's a fantastic one and I was just going to say that in slab climbing there's sort of a there's friction and there's low angle face and both are kind of called slabs, right? So the difference would be that a low angle face has more features and a true friction climb is really just sticking yourself to the wall. And one of the ones that I thought of for this category was one of mine Nightmare on Slab Street. Which I put up on Halloween a couple of years ago. Up at Yellow Jacket, yeah, it's up at the Slablands, and it is just—it really typifies that. Like, put your hands on the wall, like, and your feet, like, like a gecko, and just hope for the best. You know, like, I think you could count the number of actual holds on the root on one hand, and it's like ninety feet long or eighty feet long or something like that. And uh, and so, if you're looking for true friction, that one's like five ten plus. And let's just say the plus is doing a lot of work on that grade. So, Sure. All right. Best finger crack in New Hampshire. And there are
0: a lot to choose from. Sort of like slabs. New Hampshire has a lot of finger cracks. It's true. There were a lot of options, but I chose the third pitch of Vertigo. The finger crack on the slab that like left of the corner, like the pitch prior to the half moon crack. It feels like Yosemite. It feels like you're
1: climbing in Yosemite on that on that finger crack. It's beautiful. Yeah, that was a really good choice, and it wouldn't have popped right into my mind, but it is fantastic. That's uncanny. And uh, you got to. There's some rigmarole to get to it. You have to yeah. climb a pitch, and then you have to do the
0: pendulum, and then you know bring your partner up the pendulum. So you probably have two ropes and blah blah blah. So more blah blah blah. There's a lot of that yeah. in New Hampshire. Yeah, yeah. But you're rewarded by. Awesome jams and like you have to jam. It's not just face climbing with finger crack pro, which is there's a lot of those in New Hampshire and perfect rock. I mean, if you took a a close up shot, you'd be like, I'm on what like serenity crack in Yosemite, you know, without all the pin scars. Yeah, it's yeah, exactly. It's amazing. Like a like a, a non destroyed serenity crack in Yosemite.
1: Yeah, no, it's beautiful. And then if you want another fun pitch of finger crack climbing after that, you can avoid the, uh, the off width, uh, the half moon crack and go to the crescent moon. And that's another finger crack pitch that gets you around the uh, the spooky Which I've never done. off width. And I've never done the off width, so we'll have to go up. Yeah. So what did you choose as best finger crack? My favorite finger crack went to blackjack crack in uh, Rumney. And it starts out as perfect, like nearly parallel fingers in the beginning and then goes to like stacks and ring locks. And then you do one or two hand jams toward the top. And, uh, yeah, I just, I just love it. I've, uh, one year I had it in my head that I wanted to be able to like comfortably solo that thing. So I did it like 40 times over the course of a summer and I down climbed oh. it and I up climbed it and I did it in the rain. And in the end I went, Nope, I'm not going to be comfortable the rest of my life for this thing. So I just Never uh, did it without a rope, but it's it's beautiful. The fact that it was like called a V2 boulder problem is crazy. I, I find that to be not borderline, just irresponsible. You know, like, yeah, don't call that thing a boulder problem. It's a crack. It's one of the splitterest cracks in New Hampshire. And it's 25 feet tall. And it's like it's over not a good landing. Like, yeah, with a crux at the top. Right. Yeah. Not a V2, but also maybe
0: <laughs> not. I So the next category is best hand crack, which I I put blackjack crack as.
1: Right. So thats that was one of one of the things because it, it was so hard to decide what finger crack to put. I was like, well, I'm definitely going for blackjack crack since Jay put it as the best hand crack. It's a hand crack, I thought. No, it's, it's been like, a while. I'm I'm putting in like point fours at the beginning. And then I put in like a 0.5, so uh purple ring lock kind of piece. And then I put in like a 0.75, and then there's a spot where you can put like a number three at the top, but like, yeah, you never get into actual hand jams. I mean, I mean there there are there are two. I use I use two hand jams at the top. I think I'm gonna have to call an audible
0: on this. I I, I think I need to strike blackjack crack from my list and i need to say the money pitch of endeavor at white's ledge oh
1: yeah that sounds that sounds like something uh that that you'd say so you're you're not so <laughs> what do you mean it's a hand crack and it's amazing so you're not an imposter no no no. you talk about that you talk about that pitch a lot and and so that's definitely something i could see the real jay Noer saying
0: what's not to like about that pitch again you have to do some climbing to get to it it's what the fourth pitch maybe yeah i can't remember what number pitch but it's like the pitch and it's a perfect splitter crack that you hand jam it just happens to be what like five 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 six something like that it happens to be in a pretty mellow slab but it it's amazing it yeah like And that's one, you take a picture of it and you're like, this looks like Lotus Flower Tower.
1: Yeah, that was that uh, favorite climbing experience you did where you got your picture taken, right? I never got my picture taken on on Lotus Flower Tower or Endeavor.
0: (laughs) (laughs) To any professional photographers, like I'm available.
1: (laughs) Uh, And I just want to point out, like, I got Jay to change his mind on something. There was somebody who put a comment that was like, I'm gonna talk some sense into Jay about this inward clipping and I'm like, oh yeah, like you're gonna change Jay Noah's mind. Yeah. <laughs> like that like that's ever gonna happen. And uh I talked him out of blackjack crack for the for the best hand crack. All right. There we go. Well,
0: I think I just misremembered it.
1: It's not a hand crack, so I can not have
0: it as the best hand crack. But you know what's kind of kind of crazy is like there aren't a lot. There aren't a lot of like full hand cracks in New Hampshire.
1: No, and I almost put uh, Reppy's crack just to like piss you off. <laughs> That's the worst crack in New Hampshire. Oh, do we have a worst section in here? No, no, this
0: is the superlatives. Oh, so right. We could what's, have a What's follow-up. the opposite of a superlative?
1: <laughs> Negterlative. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah, we're, we're off. moving along. Yeah, we're, we're off target here. OK, so what would be the next category, Jay?
0: Well, you know, we didn't talk about your hand crack. Best oh, hand crack.
1: Did we not? <gasps> no. Look at that crack in the woods. Mm, what a hand crack. Uh, corner crack kind of all by itself out in the woods. Incidentally, I mean, not to get off topic, but incidentally, there were a couple other bolted roots to the right of it and they got the old chop. Dave Graham F8 of 14A out there. And there was another route or two. No bolts out there, baby. Get them out yeah. of here. So they got they we got have ethics. Yeah. 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 Right. But anyway, I went out and did Crack in the Woods years ago with Dana Seaton in February. It was actually during an ice fest. He was like, hey, want to go climbing? And I was like, sure. So he's like, I hear Crack in the Woods stays dry in the winter. And so Uh, We went out there and sure enough, there was like ice hanging off the top and falling off. We're standing on like an ice skating rink, basically, and the crack itself was dry. It was 20 something degrees and the sun was shining into a little corner, just warm enough to make it happen. And man, what a climb. I've never climbed that one. It's yeah, it's worth the worth the adventure. Let me ask you this. Can a crack be splitter if
0: it's in a corner?
1: I would say, yeah, splitter corner up a crack or splitter corner in the, you know, right-facing corner or whatever yeah but isn't the idea of splitter
0: meaning it's split because like the the, then the the crack didn't split out of the corner it's two features coming together
1: i feel like if i was a lawyer i'd I'd be like objection leading the witness (laughs) 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 the rock is still split i mean like it's just not split down the face it's split down the corner I, i mean like yeah, I think we're for a uh,
0: corner is two features coming together and like, especially in that case, that's like two rock features coming together to create
1: mm, a crack. Isn't it two rock features coming apart? <laughs> well, that one clearly used to be one piece of rock and it's for Duet direct. Like that's you're climbing
0: like the, where a feature is attached to the wall and has separated somehow, but it didn't like the rock didn't crack. Like the rock didn't
1: split. Okay. But in the case of Crack in the Woods, I believe the rock was one piece of granite and it split along a weakness, and that's also why that corner cleaved out. Um, science correspondent Katherine Hinkle, can you please shed some light on this for us? Yeah, we need Katherine to settle our, you know, very important argument. Do you think I can call her and put it on speakerphone? Could try. All right, let's see let's see what I can do. Hey Lee. Catherine Hinkle, science correspondent. Uh, how the heck are you doing?
2: I'm doing fantastic.
1: Cool. How Do you have? You? I'm doing great. Do you have a moment Good. to talk rocks with me and Jay? We have a phone of friend situation Always. here that Lee's doing. So, Jay and I were just having a conversation, and he was claiming that a crack could not be a splitter crack if it was in a corner. That it would have to be a split down a face. And he said a corner was just two pieces of rock coming together. And I said, well, couldn't it be two pieces of rock coming apart? And so he gave a couple examples of places where it seemed like a rock was like kind of more leaning against another rock to create a corner. In your professional opinion, do you think that a splitter crack can exist in a corner or does it have to be a face?
2: I mean, I think... In a corner, you're going to get cracks. Like, that's the nature of rocks. They crack. Okay. And so in a corner, I mean, that is a crack between two faces, right? And mm-hmm. that is going to naturally lead to more cracks. So I would say you could have a splitter in a crack.
1: Just uh, A nature. splitter in a, in a corner? Yeah. yeah. So, Catherine,
0: the idea of, like, something splitting, it would be like a, a face splitting. Right. You wouldn't have a corner splitting to form a crack. Like, I'm not arguing that there can't be cracks in corners. I'm I'm arguing that there can't be splitter cracks in corners.
2: I see. OK. All right. I, I mean, I hear what you're
1: saying, but I think that that you're wrong. You know, <laughs> <laughs>
2: I think that like you're going to get splits coming out of cracks. I mean, we might just be stuck on semantics here. Well, Uh,
1: that's that's this segment of the podcast that we're doing right now is called semantics with Lee and Jay. I knew it. Yeah. So I was I was kind of making the point that the rock was clearly prone to splitting away if there is a corner there, because that's how the corner got there. Does that make sense?
2: Yes, I, I concur.
1: Okay, I think it's inconclusive
0: because it's how we're defining the term splitter right where you would uh, originally have to have the interface between the corner and the wall being solid in order for it to then split but <laughs> oftentimes it's like the wall is the macro feature and then the corner is like leaning up against it or something and it's like another whole piece and it doesn't it at at no point was ever connected you know what i'm saying
2: No, but I think they were. So I think the nature of a corner is, like, you're seeing what happens to a splitter crack over centuries and thousands of years. Like, that corner got there because there was a splitter crack, and then there was physical erosion or mechanical erosion or whatever, and that rock left, leaving behind a corner. <laughs> a
1: crack on a face is a future corner. Oh, I love it. Oh, Jay looks so upset at this point.
0: <laughs> no, I like that's a good I, I get what she's saying. That's a good point.
2: And
1: I'll, I'll throw Jay a bone here and say that, like, there are situations where another rock from higher on the cliff or something could fall and slide into place next to a wall, you know, that it wasn't originally a part of. But that would be a rarity versus you know the the rule you know
2: right you can usually tell when that happens right like you can get in sort of behind it and yeah
1: and we could we could call you and you could do tests on the rock to see if it matches up you know it's chemical signatures and whatnot
2: oh yeah anytime i have my mass spec going in the back basement for you guys all right
1: (laughs) (laughs) all right well thank you Catherine. Anytime. Thanks for being our on-call science correspondent as usual. <laughs> it
2: is an honor, All privilege. Right.
1: <laughs> Thanks, Catherine. Bye bye. Okay. That was cool.
2: Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, you're I, like
1: you like parts of it were cool. <laughs> parts of
0: it were cool, except for the part where she said I was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, listeners. Do you agree with her interpretation? Uh, I, I'd love to hear in the comments and you know on Discord what we think whether we can have a
1: splitter corner crack. Well, that was fun. That was a fun little side trip anyway. So crack in the woods, great corner crack, great hand crack, and just an all around fun experience. Okay. Jay, what do we got next? But,
0: okay. So my thought was like, we do best finger crack, best hand crack, best off width, and then best crack climb overall. So I have best off with as the half moon crack on vertigo. And I think I posted on Mountain Project that ascend of the Half Moon Crack is a feather in a trad climber's cap, and it definitely was for me. When I went up there, I was wearing like wind pants or whatever. Nice, because <laughs> like slippery cause, nylon cause It was pants. the eighties. <laughs> yeah, right. I went up there and I'm like, I'm a sport climber. I'm just going to lay back this thing. So I placed the cam at the base of the crack and then just start questing up the crack. And this is before the big black diamond cams were available. So I just quested off, started laying it back, laying back the edge. And then as the crack curves to the right, the layback gets harder and harder. Cause you're basically yeah. laybacking like a, like a roof right. effectively. So I was like, oh, well, this layback's not working anymore. I got to get my leg in. And I throw my leg in and like hook my leg around the edge. And because my pants were so slippery when (laughs) I weighted my leg, my leg like shot out like blue. And I like holding the edge of the crack, like not jamming, just holding the edge of the crack and get into this like massive barn door with like, I don't know, like 20, 30 feet above my last piece above a slab, which would have been. A very bad fall. Yeah, totally. Very bad. And just into this massive barn door and like all the strength I had, like all my sport climbing strength I took to like throw my leg back in and like bury it deeper to like offset the, the friction capabilities of my pants or lack thereof, and then got back in and finished the route.
1: I love that when you went to Romney at first your trad climbing background got in the way of your sport climbing and that when you went out trad climbing, your sport climbing background got in the way of your trad climbing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it got in the way, but that it also like allowed me to save it. Yeah. But if you were inside the crack to begin with, I think you you, you would have been fine. and i
0: got to the anchors i was like oh my god i really got away with something so
1: is that a feather in your cap or a stain on your reputation that's what i want know <laughs> i mean that fall would have been that fall would have involved helicopters that would have been a stain on the rock <laughs> yeah that would have been a really bad fall and it, you and you'd have you'd also have a stain in your uh in your i maybe already did in my very slippery pants
0: Yeah, i was gonna say in your <laughs> nylon
1: pants yeah jan was belaying me and he's like oh my god (laughs) like that was terrifying dude you you damn when you were younger you damned every torpedo (laughs) oh man (laughs) but now with those big
0: cams that are now widely available i think (laughs) this is
1: widely available yeah
0: i think this is an appropriate you know five nine challenge for the trad climber who's planning to go to yosemite or you know planning to do off what's elsewhere it's I mean, talk about that is a splitter. It's split like giant crack splitting of
1: completely
0: blank face. And I think that's the best.
1: Cool. It's a tough choice, not because we have a ton of them, but because I really love off So every off width I climb, I, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's that's amazing. But I put black crack. It's the one that's up and just to the left of upper refuse. So when you're on upper refuse, a lot of people look at it. A lot of people just don't bother looking at it. But it's a beautiful corner crack splitter in a corner, wink, wink, that is just, uh, yeah, basically it's just the right size to toss, uh, you know, you use a couple of uh, number fives and I think a number six, and then you get out of the business and and up into the the chimney or part. Yeah, first time I climbed that, I I was like, okay, I got to remember, I'm going to bring some jeans and like a flannel shirt so that I was protecting my arms, I could really get into it. I, you know wrapped in and I got all set up and I had forgotten my rugged clothes and I was in shorts and a tank top or something like that. So I had to climb it super carefully. And I think for that reason, I um, climbed it really well because I had to be so aware of every move. I've done it a couple times now and it's really, really fun. Runner up would be Gypsy Cafe over at Yellow, oh, over at Yellow Jacket. Oh, that's so good. I, I forgot about that one. Yeah. So... That's a five eleven on just perfect granite, and really it's a great puzzle. It's number fours number fives beautiful that's a great one i I can't
0: believe I forgot about that 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 might be now no, just the history of half moon crack, I think that just noses it out just just a hair, but yeah. um
1: gypsy cafe is so good it is it really is uh, it's the kind of thing where like people people who you know, are adverse to the 45 minute approach or 40 minute approach or whatever, like it's worth going up there just for that. If that's a style that, you know, that you enjoy, that's a standout pitch. Yep. Truly. Now we're
0: running out of time, so we're going to have to do part two part two. All right. So the last one that we will do on this episode is halfway through the list. The the way I did it, it was like different types of crack climbs and then the best crack climb. So this is the best crack climb in New Hampshire. It doesn't have to be a specific size, just
1: the best. For the record, this is this is non-binding. Okay, like we can change our mind tomorrow. Oh, yeah. We might do another episode where they're all different. (laughs) (laughs) What do you got for your best crack climb in New Hampshire? Obviously, this is about the hardest category to pick because every crack climb is a, is a beautiful thing. So I went with like the crackiest crack that I've cracked and uh I went with aeration um which is beautiful fingers to off fingers the the downside is that it's short but the upside is that it's just lock after lock. It's painful though. Um yeah, probably for you. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't have uh, if you don't know how
0: to crack climb it's painful
1: yeah i i guess yeah that would be that would be a, a tough thing to work around because basically by good footwork and you know very precise hand placement you can mitigate that to the point where to me it's not you know it's not the worst thing but i also do have a high pain tolerance and so you know that that figures in but anyway it's just it's splitter by Jay's definition. It's splitter. It's it goes. It is splitter by my definition. Absolutely right up a and face. It's so good, but
0: I, whether it's the best, I don't know. I've got screaming yellow zonkers at Woodchuck Ledge, and I have not done that one. It's been a while, but you go through fingers off fingers, and then it's a number three Camelot crux at the top. It gets a little wider. Ooh, I want to change mine.
1: <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, go on.
0: It's binding for the length of the episode. You can't change. Nope. This is it's dead vertical. It's long enough. It's taller than aeration. And it's just a great crack climb. It's worth going out to Woodchuck Ledge to go climb. So what is your new one?
1: Lee? Oh, uh Peanut Gallery Flake. Peanut gallery crack. I always forget if it's Flake or Crack, but Well, but it's Flake, and that would make it a Flake climb. Okay, okay, okay. Pinnacle Gallery Crack then. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Did you just rename it? So it goes from thin fingers to fingers to stacks to thin hands to hands to wide hands and then up into off width and then into squeeze chimney. I mean, it is the full ride and so I officially renounce my vote for aeration and it's all about peanut gallery flake crack it's a uh, flake officially uh, peanut gallery flake yep that and one and
0: you know what like it's a better choice than aeration absolutely uh, i'll give you that like aeration was kind of a cop out i think great route yeah i'm not taking anything from aeration but
2: totally. the
1: best eh. yeah no i'm i i was not confident in any of my votes like possible votes on this category until i just came up with this one which i had just spaced it on because i'm not good at pulling up information on command so there you go yeah it's a good good one but i don't think it's better than um
0: screaming yellow zonkers
1: you haven't let it though
0: no i've like everybody i've lowered down and top roped out so i don't know like whoop de doo yeah <laughs> All right. Well, we're out of time for the first half of our list, and the list continues. So follow us on Patreon and keep keep an eye on where this is going to be.
1: Yeah, we're gonna uh, we're gonna throw you the second half of this episode for free this time, but next time we're gonna start charging. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. See you right. Lee. later, Jack. Thanks for listening to
0: this episode of First Ascent Podcast. We're really happy that you stopped by. Uh, If (laughs) you like what you've heard, you can rate and review us. Please rate us five stars. At least five stars. We don't want any lesser ratings.
1: And you can find us on Instagram. Our Instagram is First Ascent Pod. And we also have our own self-promoting Instagrams. Mine is XXLiwiXX. So extra. Mine's very
0: basic. It's... J-A-Y-K-N-O-W-E-R. Real original. All right. Thanks a lot. Thanks, guys. See you next time.